What's going on, guys? It's Blake. And Tierney. Back with another podcast. We have some super exciting stuff today planned for our podcast, but let's start off with our hawk happenings. I had an awesome time doing stall day. What about you, Blake? Yeah, it was pretty fun, not gonna lie. We brought in so much money for Mr. Peterson to count. It took the whole entire class, and that was what the purpose of stall day was. I saw Mr. Shermer's desk flooded. Oh, yeah. We got out of AP Chem. The play that goes wrong. I think that was one of our best productions. What about you, Blake? I'm a little sad that I had to miss it. I did come down with food poisoning over the weekend. That is awful. At kind of fitting for the play that goes wrong. Exactly, exactly. But our actors did amazing. Actors and actresses. Great job to all people involved in the play. And this gives so much hope for the musical. Super excited. Two very exciting things happened this month through NHS. The first one was our Veterans Day flagging. If you visit our campus, you can see these wonderful flags lining most of our drives. What do you think about those, Blake? I mean, it's a great way to uh, respect the veterans, everything that they did for our country, for sure. And the next thing was Quizathon. If you do not know, Quizathon is a fundraiser for Chuckaduck, and Chuckaduck's a quad header we have with our boys and girls basketball to raise money. I don't know if we announced the charity yet, so I will avoid saying that and giving out spoilers. Chuckaduck is a quad header with our boys and girls basketball teams versus West Perry at home this year. Blake, are you popping out? Down goes the Mustangs. I'm saying it right now. They stand no chance. Agreed. I'm definitely going to be in attendance to watch. Thanks again for listening to Hawk Happenings with me and Tierney. Here's a short message from our yearbook club. Hey, have you pre-ordered your yearbook yet? Not yet. I think I'm going to wait until May to get mine. You know, they sold out last year really quickly. Really? Well, I better order one now and then. Yay! You can easily order online, but you can scan the QR code outside 115 or fill out a paper form here in the library. When are the pre-orders due? Good question. The pre-orders are due January 31st. Don't be left out! Buy a yearbook! And here's our sports with Chase Fisher and Bly Bowen. Welcome back to Sports from the Nest. I'm Chase Fisher. And I'm Bly Bowen. And once again, we are back with the sports segment of the podcast. We talk about anything and everything Susquehanna athletics related. Last month, of course, we had the fall sports wrap up. We'll get to the breakdown in a moment. But with the winter sports coming in now, we have decided to do our very own media day. And the first... Guys, we have in to interview our representing Susquehanna Wrestling. Why, why don't you introduce them? We have Josh Kaufman and Braden Law. Um, they're both very good wrestlers at Susquehanna. Um, they've been doing it for a very long time. Josh, all four years, and Braden, all three years. Mm-hmm. First off, let's just have them uh, say a couple things about themselves. Hi, um, uh, my name is Josh Kaufman. As Bly already said, I've been wrestling here for Susquehanna now, varsity for four years. I think I've been wrestling for a total of going on 13 years now, and I know it's been a lot of fun, and hopefully I can end it with a bang and go to states. Hey, I'm Braden Laws. Bly introduced me. I've been wrestling for 10 or 11 years now. Um, I'm a junior, so I've been on varsity for about three years, and we're hoping to go pretty far this year. All right, guys, thank you, first off, just for coming in. But um, 
So my first question here is um, now obviously there was a there's a new staff coming in, new coach uh, that has entered the uh, the wrestling room with you guys. Uh, how do you feel about Coach Bill? Uh, I love Coach Bill. I've known him for a long time and wrestled under him in my younger years. Yeah, he's a very driven person and knows what he wants from and expects from his wrestlers, and that's what I love. He's got to hold me accountable for my actions, and he's going to keep improving me every day to get better. Uh, yeah, I I also wrestled for Bill when I was younger. Um, my favorite part about Bill is that he doesn't take excuses from anybody, no exceptions. So that's that's kind of um, holding us all accountable and making us better wrestlers as it is. The next question, uh, what do you want people to think um, when they think of Susquehanna Wrestling? Uh, I think Susquehanna Wrestling this year, we're definitely in a growing phase. We have a lot of new kids. I think we have 13 or 14 kids total on the team, and there's 13 weight brackets. So we're definitely a bit of a tough year, but I, th I want people to think that we're hard workers because we are, that we're we give it our all, and that's what you can expect from us. And that we're when we step out on the mat, we're, try we're trying to inflict pain, and that's what I want people to understand. Yeah, no, um, my main thing is just everyone thinking Susquehanna is hard-nosed wrestlers, just, you know, fighting the whole time throughout all three periods. Um, sportsmanship is also one of the things we're trying to come back around to because in the past few years it hasn't been our top priority. All right, and then obviously the last question, this one's a little bit more on the lighter side, but obviously with wrestling, you guys travel everywhere. You, you have all these duels and meets in all sorts of parts of the state. Um, well, what has been your favorite kind of like trip or – place that you guys actually wrestled before oh that's a good question um i think for me uh would probably be actually here sectionals it's our first postseason event and it's it's our trip that we start to hopefully be able to wrestle from states to go to states we go sectionals districts and regionals and then to states so sectionals here it means a lot or at we're at our home school we got to represent and it gives me extra little drive to to do well and want to win. Um, I'm gonna go a little bit different route. Um, the Solango tournament we've had in past years, just the memories and the people I've met going to those tournaments. It just it's always been a good experience. So, all right, guys, uh, thank you so much for doing this and taking your time out of your day to um, help um, kind of enhance the podcast and. Uh, get some fresh faces in here that we could interview about false or winter sports, excuse me. So um, I just want to thank you guys for your time. Thanks for having us. Thank you. I enjoyed it. So next up now we have the boys basketball team. Um, and we have Seth Toth and Drew Deven here for us to interview. And uh, so guys, why don't you uh, tell a couple things about yourselves? Yeah, I'm Seth Toth. Uh, I'm a junior here at Susquehanna High School. I've been playing basketball ever since I was probably four years old, so it's been a while. My name is Drew. Uh, I'm a senior, and I've been playing basketball since about fifth grade. Sounds good. Now to kick off with the very first question. Um, what legacy are you guys trying to build for future Blackhawks playing your sport? Uh, I guess just, you know, trying to get ourselves our year up on the banner and you know, building the younger generations up so hopefully we can have strong teams going into the next few years. I mean, yeah, just trying to have a great year this year, have a winning record for the first time in like 20 years or something like that. 
and just like help the freshmen grow and the sophomores grow so they can have a good future too when we when we leave. All right, and um, obviously it's a little early yet, but um, the next question is um, obviously the one that everyone kind of asks about every program, but um, how do you guys think um, you'll do this year? Maybe just like predictions or record-wise, like what are you kind of like your expectations for the year? Uh, I think of going off the last few years, you've you know only won four games, something like that. And so I think this year is definitely, like Drew said, going to be at least a 500 record, you know, shoot for at least 10 wins. Um, maybe even Pico and Tri-Valley. Yeah, the past three years of my career here have been a little bad, but I think this year we'll go at least 500, and I expect Tri-Valley playoffs. So. All right. Um, now for the final question. What is the best or favorite game you guys have played in your high school basketball career? intriguing question i know uh for me it's probably uh senior night last year against lime mountain getting the win and then the locker room a little party i'd say uh yeah that game is pretty fun in itself but just any any of the good games that you know we won or close games i remember you know it was usually a better feeling that we didn't get blown out by you know 30 plus points so they were always fun all right, guys. Well, uh, thank you for coming in, and uh, hopefully basketball can uh, b start building a new legacy here. And next up we have um, the girls' basketball team with their representative, uh, Bree Wojcik. Um, so, yeah, Bree, just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I've been playing basketball since just about as long as I can remember. Um, I really enjoy basketball. Um, I play. I also play field hockey and I run track. Mm, yeah, that's about it. So starting off with the first question, um, how are you guys looking to build off the success of last year's basketball season? So last year we went, we won the regular season Tri Valley. Um, we definitely lost a lot of talent last year, but our underclassmen, especially the sophomores, they have a lot going for them. Um, They'll definitely be a big part of our team this year. Uh, last year they were freshmen and weren't quite ready to be on the varsity floor, but definitely looking to do good things. All right, and then um, and next question, just looking back as a senior throughout your four years of playing basketball, what's your uh, favorite memory you've had? Um, definitely last year at Pico, um, Coach Blaine, he got a technical in the – first game of Pico and then I went and got a technical like five minutes later and we were in timeout together. <laughs> and for the last question, uh, building off the first one kind of, how do you guys think you will do this year all around? Um, it's definitely going to be a hard season. Um, we have a super hard schedule playing a lot of good teams, but I think as long as we go into every game like trying to do our best and putting everything on the court will definitely be successful. All right, Bree, um, thank you so much for, for uh, coming in, and um, good luck this year. Thank you. All right, so those are the interviews for the uh, winter sports teams, and a big thank you again to all those athletes for being able to come down and take time out of their days to uh, discuss their upcoming seasons. Well, 
the fall sports season did wrap up just this month. Um, just to give a quick little rundown, football finished 5-5, five and five, but there is some news. The Mid-Pen has eliminated the Liberty Division for football, so now the Susquehanna Blackhawks will be competing in the Mid-Pen Capital Division next year. It'll just contain everyone in the old Tri-Valley and the Liberty Division last year, adding in Camp Hill and Steel High. So a couple new members joining in that the Blackhawks hopefully will have a lot of success against in the future. Boys Soccer. Finished 7-11, their best season in a long time in this program, and hopefully they're going to be able to build off of that next year. Girls soccer finished second in the Tri-Valley League. They ended up coming in to the championship game and losing the Lion Mountain at home, but the Lady Hawks did put up a great fight, finishing second place once again in the Tri-Valley League. And then field hockey. They Ended up being district runner-ups. Had a couple of big wins down the stretch. They won the Tri-Valley as well, and then they made it to states. They won their first round game, but then lost their second round match in states. So, obviously very proud of girls field hockey and how far they were able to go this year. Obviously one of the most successful postseason runs in their program history and in Susquehanna athletics history. So, yeah, next month, hopefully, we're going to see a lot of success coming out of boys and girls basketball and wrestling. But until then, that's the sports segment, Sports from the Nest. We'll send it back to Blake and Tierney. And here's Delaney Kisner's interview with Miss Liptak about her first year teaching here at Susquehanna. Hi, all. It's Laney here with your academic section of the podcast. Today, we are interviewing a new teacher to the district, Miss Liptak, to get her thoughts and opinions on the district and her move here. So the first question I have for you today is how do you like Susquehanna and what are the differences between Susquehanna and Central Dolphin? Um, thank you for inviting me to the podcast. I really like uh, being at Susquehanna. Um, I love the campus. It's beautiful. So I have like, a very calming, beautiful drive every day. Um, I really like that the... Um, the number of students is a lot smaller, so I feel that I get the chance to meet more students. I get the chance to um, see students that I know in the hallways more often than I did in my other school. Um, I also really love the the staff, the teaching staff. Everybody's really helpful, and everybody wants to learn. We do like teacher lunch and learn activities, and I really like those things. It's helping me to learn new technology and also get to know my coworkers. Awesome. Okay, the next question I have for you is, how do you feel about the environment and the community here at Susquehanna? Um, well, I absolutely love, like I said, I love the campus. It's beautiful. I love being in the mountains. Um, the community is, is has been great also. I really like that it's one campus for elementary, middle, and high school. I love the fact that you have things like the Big Brothers Big Sisters where you're able to form mentorship like mentoring relationships with younger um, younger kids. I like that you do the things in the morning, uh, like the high fives off the bus. I think it's just such a great way for the younger buildings and students to get to see, um, like have role models and get to have things that they can look forward to. Yeah, of course. It's perfect. Okay, the last question we have for you today is what is an upcoming project or topic you're excited to teach in the near future? 
Well, my seniors are going to start reading Macbeth pretty soon, and my freshmen are going to start reading Romeo and Juliet pretty soon. So I like that I'm doing some Shakespeare in the near future. Um, it's fun to act them out and get people to see some of the very cool things that Shakespeare Shakespeare did in his writing. <laughs> yes, perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast, Miss Lip Tech. We really enjoyed having you. Look for more teacher interviews and upcoming events in the next episode. And don't forget to stay tuned for more segments. And here's a short ad for our winter concert this year. Are you looking to get into the holiday spirit? Want to support our school arts? Then come see our winter concert on December 12th at 7 o'clock. The chorus winter concert will include a series of festive holiday songs, all beautifully sung by our very own Black Hawk Choir. These will include classic carols such as The First Noel and Open Your Shutters, along with many more. Be sure to come back the next night at 7 p.m. on December 13th to see our band perform. Our talented musicians will be playing a wide range of songs featuring Winter Wonderland and Go Tell It on the Mountain. To start your winter season off on a good note, don't be a Scrooge. Come celebrate the most wonderful time of year with us. And coming up next, we have our Ask Admin segment with Chase Davis. Hello, this is Chase Davis, and welcome back to Ask Admin. This is our segment of the podcast where we answer questions directly from the students. Any questions about school policies or why the school does things the way it does, we can answer for you. I'm here with Mr. Funk today to ask him some questions. Good morning, Chase. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Great. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Thank you for your time. So to start it off, the first question that I have from some students is, why is it a rule that students must go to the bathroom closer to their class? What if the bathroom is full? Those are good questions. Uh, pretty much whenever we put in new policies or procedures, there's a whole bigger picture that we look at to try to you know, improve safety, stop class cutting. So implementing that use the restroom closest to you, it helps organize where students are traveling in the building during class time and reduces the amount of time when they're out of class. So if we say go to the one closest to you, that would prevent students or attempt to prevent students from going clear down to the gym lobby or the restroom, which gets them back in class closer. Now the question is asked, what if it is full? Well, Hopefully it's not, and ho hopefully it's not an urgency, but if it is, then students are encouraged to use the next closest one, but not the one clear at the other end of the building. All right, I think that provides great context for students that were wondering. Uh, the next question uh, that I was asked by some students is, what led to the decision to change the grading scale this year? That was a long discussion. It started months ago with the school board and administrators. But one thing that stemmed from it was to make sure our students, when they graduate and are applying for scholarships for colleges or trade schools, that they're being judged by those other entities on an equal playing field. So when we'd have a grading scale where an A was like a 94 and above, another school applying for a scholarship may have a 90 to 100. So when the other schools would look at it and look at the percentage and what our grades would be, so if a student have a 92, they'd be going up against someone that would got an A in another school. So scholarships, they pretty much could eliminate us if it was really tough competition. So we wanted to make it a level playing field to encourage our students to get scholarships and be able to compete against everyone else. I think that's a great thing for our students. Um, and our final question for today's segment is, uh, what are the requirements to be eligible for college and the high school credits for AP classes? 
AP and college in the high school are two separate programs, as you know. AP, you have to register for the AP class and take it here at school, and then at the end of the course, you pay and take the AP exam, which you must score at least a three to receive any college credits on, and it depends on the college you're going to, how they accept those credits. College in the high school program is something I started a couple years ago, pairing up with Lackawanna and Harrisburg, and it made our teachers adjunct professors. So if you sign up to take, say, an Algebra two class, and you register and pay the tuition through Lackawanna, basically, if you get a C or above in that class here at Susquehanna, you earn three college credits, which transfer to almost all state schools. I think that's the answer everyone was looking for. And uh, that's all we have time for today. If you have any questions that you want answered on our next segment, then don't be afraid to send us an email letting us know what you want us to answer next. Thank you for your time, Mr. Funk, and have a great day. Thank you. My pleasure being on here. I look forward to coming on again. Have a great day. Next up, we have Blackhawk Banter with Blake Pulcha and Olivia McBreen. Welcome back to Blackhawk Banter where your favorite intriguing topics will be discussed. Sorry, Blake. I think you mean intriguing. Whatever. <laughs> All right. This is Olivia McBreen and Blake Polcha back at it again with your debate segment of the podcast. Uh, we're going to be jumping into the Thanksgiving season here with November with Christmas right around the corner. Uh, Blake, you want to tell them what we're going to be discussing? Well, our itinerary today is we're going to be discussing our favorite food, whether we prefer turkey or ham, our top three sides. If you only had one for the rest of your life, what would it be? Favorite desserts and how much you eat. All right, well, let's jump into it. Uh, I think favorite food. This is a hard one because there's a lot of foods to go around Honestly. Thanksgiving. Plentiful um, bounty every year. Plentiful bounty? I'm, all, You know, me personally, I'm all about that cranberry sauce. Uh, no, no. Just kidding. Um, you know what? Without not not bringing facts into this, I'm really I'm a bread kind of gal. Like the rolls. Bread. I think it can make a Thanksgiving dinner. Hear me out. Hear I don't me. know. I think you just picked the blandest thing at well, each meal. Here's the thing. You can put anything you want in that piece of bread. You can put the turkey in that bread. Turkey sandwich. Or ham, I guess. Ham Tur sandwich. Turkey or ham person. Turkey I don't know. Green bean casserole, it just hits. Green bean casserole. You have every single texture you could want in a food in one. Yeah, but like, what if I don't like green beans? It doesn't like taste like green beans, though. Why like, is it called green bean casserole? Anymore? I don't know, but it doesn't taste like green beans. You like, ever had trust. a green bean? Yeah, I've, I love green beans. And it tastes like green beans. Right? Yeah, but like you can't taste the green beans in a green bean casserole. That's what does what green saying. bean casserole taste like then? I don't know. I feel like it tastes like good. Yeah, because yeah. there's green beans in it? Well, if you don't like green beans, you can just like get out of my Thanksgiving, honestly. Fine, then. I'll get out of your Thanksgiving break. <laughs> All right, but listen, are you are – you, you're sitting at the Thanksgiving table – and you got a piece of meat on your plate. Is it turkey or ham? It's turkey, always. Yeah. Dark meat of turkey, though, because Dark meat. the light meat is just the driest thing to ever exist. You know what? I, I see where you're coming from. I see where you're coming from. It's like a Popeye's biscuit in meat form. It's a Popeye's just, Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> you know what? Um, I'm more of a turkey gal, too. I just think that, like, the tradition behind it for Thanksgiving, it's what we want for Thanksgiving, you know? Yeah, I understand that. I get that. But 
My favorite question is coming up on us real quick, Blake. Um, top three sides. All right. My top three sides, personally, I think the number three spot's going to have to go to cranberry sauce. But, like, not out of a can. Mm -hmm. Probably, like, mashed. It's just, it's better when it's not out mashed of a can. Mashed cranberry sauce? Yeah, that, that's, like, a thing, I think. Actually... Yeah, that or terrible. maybe it's like just in like my household, but I swear it's a thing. You swear it's a thing. And then uh, my number two spot, I'm gonna have to give mashed potatoes some love because mm -hmm. cheesy garlic mashed potatoes, like you can't beat that. That's comfort food if, if I've ever seen it. And my number one spot, all time classic stuffing, but cooked in a turkey. People be cooking it, like, out of the turkey. You only like it in the turkey? Yeah. What? <laughs> Why? It, gives it, it Why? gives it, like, a lot more flavor, and it keeps it, like, moist. Like, if you, like, cook it, like, in the oven, like, not in a turkey, it is the, possibly the driest thing ever. It's, like... You think? What, like, what do you, what do you put in your stuffing? What do I like, put in it? Yeah. I don't, like, you know... <coughs> oh my god alright <coughs> that was coming I could feel that coming from like a mile away alright alright you want to hit me with the what do you put in your stuffing yeah alright All right. Well, what do you put in your stuffing Blake well I usually you know the regular stuff you know bread mm -hmm. you know you gotta have the bread I like to put like like fruit in it like that may sound weird fruit stuffing but like I've had stuffing with like cranberries in it oh okay okay that makes and sense. like it's like a perfect balance because cranberries like you know aren't like too sweet mm -hmm. they're like just right for stuffing yeah for the Thanksgiving yeah oh, I thought you were putting watermelon in there no no not say. watermelon there's some fruits that I would personally never put in stuffing and it's like a majority of the fruits yeah like lemons all right Olivia what about it uh, well, Top I three. also I also got some stuffing on here, um, and really, I think some of my reasons for my top three sides are just the carb amount in each of these dishes. I mean, listen, the main problem with Thanksgiving is that you get really tired at the end of it, right? Like yeah. you need a nap. Sleepy watching football. Yeah, yep, that's what it is, and uh, it's basically the carbohydrates and like mm -hmm. the sugars and all the stuff that do it. And um, Thanksgiving has a lot of like carb packed foods but stuffing only has like 21 grams of it in it which is pretty good it's actually pretty healthy for a snack it's on the lower side yeah it's on the lower side and um the versatility of it i think is really what sells it for me i mean you can eat stuffing out of the turkey unless you're like polcha and you're yep. eating it in the turkey um great leftovers you know that sort of thing um i'm also going to give some love to mashed potatoes uh just because you can buy it store bought you ever get the microwavable mashed potatoes? Yeah, they are not good. Okay, never mind then. Not good. I think I think they taste the same personally. Nah. You you eat them, you throw them away. There's just yeah. something different to like cooking it like by yourself. Yeah, like the tradition or like I it's don't, made with I love. I can't explain. Like, yeah, it's made with love. That's made why you put Blake's cranberries. Yeah, you put cranberries in your stuffing. It's a little sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little sweet, but um. Mashed potatoes also don't have a lot of carbs, uh, 22 grams in each serving. Uh, really what gets you on the mashed potatoes is the gravy. Yeah. yeah. 
But like, I feel like there's solutions to that. Like you can put chives in your mashed potatoes or corn in your mashed potatoes and still taste Healthy because it's a vegetable. Exactly. He gets it. He gets me. Um, and then my last, all right, this is going to be controversial. I'm going to need you to hang on with me here. You ever have like a really nice dip for Thanksgiving, like a buffalo chicken dip? All right, I can I can get on board. With get this, get I on think. board with this because they're super easy. You put the crock pot liner in, you put the stuff in, and it cooks itself, right? They're typically family recipes. Got the tradition going mm-hmm. on. You can customize them. They can be whatever kind of dips you want, and they're perfect for the football game afterwards. Honestly, I'm thinking like day after. Day after. Buffalo turkey dip. Buffalo turkey dip. Yeah. You ever, have you ever made buffalo turkey dip? No, I think it, you know, as long as you use the dark meat, it would taste pretty good. Not the light meat, though? Nah. How would it be dry if it's still in a dip? I just, there's just some things that are dry no matter what. No matter what, yeah. you just can't get that taste. The Sahara Desert will always be dry even if there is rain. Wow, that was really smart, Blake. Yeah. I, that moved me, really. Uh, oh, what are we talking about next, Blake? All right, if you only had one, one food for the rest of your existence right. on this earth. Right. Thanksgiving Thanksgiving. Food? Yep, yep. Thanksgiving food. Mm-hmm. What would it be? What, what, what are you thinking, all of you? All right, so hear me out. You need something that's going to give you a meal but that everybody likes and you need to go with it, right? You can customize it a little bit. I'm going with mac and cheese. Wow. Listen, you can eat mac and cheese for a meal. You put some meat in mac and cheese, boom. That'd be a good late-round pickup in a draft, honestly. I'm thinking mashed potatoes. What? Because, like, potatoes, like, you know. You you can't make a meal out of mashed potatoes, though. Sure you can. They're always a side. It's okay. It's okay. How are you going to eat? You're going to eat, like, appetizers for the rest of your life? I'd be okay with that. Hors d'oeuvres, as Mr. Pop would say. Hors d'oeuvres? Yep. Is that actually what an hors d'oeuvre is? Well, an hors d'oeuvre, an hors d'oeuvre like is like an appetizer. Oh, it's I just a fancy way to say it. It's a fancy it. appetizer. Yep. I don't think mashed potatoes are all that Educated fancy. Blake Fulcher. Using <laughs> fancy words. But, like, I don't know. What do you think What do you think about desserts? Desserts? A good pumpkin pie just slaps. A good pumpkin pie? I don't know. I feel like whenever I eat Thanksgiving, I'm, like, too full by the end of it. Like, I don't want any dessert. Yeah, I, I think I can push past the food wall just to get enough dessert in me where my, my blood sugar goes up a little bit, yeah. and I'm feeling, like, real good for about five minutes, and then I just crash. You know what I mean? Watching that football game? Yep, watching the football game. Detroit Lions or whoever's on. Whoever's on, irrelevant teams. Yep, irrelevant teams. Uh, all right, so I guess that tells us how much Blake eats during Thanksgiving. Man. It's, it's a lot. Quite a few carbs. It is a lot. Yeah, I mean, I do too. I mean, all that bread, you know. Plus, I have that. like two or three Thanksgivings a year. Oh, One really? day, I pack it in. So, it's like oh, my early God. in the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I'll eat like, it'll be like a good lunch. Mm-hmm. And then I'll come back to my house. Yeah. And then it'll be like, I don't know, like six o'clock when we eat. Mm-hmm. It's perfect time. It's like... I just settled all that food in my stomach from the earlier time, oh and I'm ready for more. Oh, boy, Blake. Ready for more. I would be conked out, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, you know. You're just built different? Yeah, I'm built different. Carbs can't That's get Blake. Nope. No, nothing can get Blake. I'm <laughs> invincible. 
like not even dry turkey. Well, I stay away from that you usually. Stay away from that. Yeah. It's Blake's one weakness, just like we talked about last podcast yeah. segment, the weaknesses of uh, your favorite monsters. And next podcast segment, maybe you can tune in, hear a little bit about Santa Claus, maybe? Sasquatch. Ho, ho, ho. That's Merry a- Christmas. Do you think he exists, guys? I guess we'll know next segment. He does, I swear. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Tune in next time, guys. Let's take a pause to see what Blackhawk Brew has for you. Looking for a taste of awesomeness right here in your high school? Look no further than Blackhawk Brew's Coffee Shop. From coffee to tea, we've got your caffeine cravings covered. Don't forget the delicious pastries that pair perfectly with your brew. It's run by students for the students, so you know your support goes right back to the school. Fuel your Friday. Visit us and see with the flavor. Brewing success one cup at a time. How good Fridays get any better. Thanks for listening to this month's podcast. As always, we have a giveaway, so the first person to email ssdpodcast at susquehanna.org will win a free Blackhawk Brew coupon.